folks listening at home, you are listening to Riffs and Scripts. My name is Cole Bryant, and I'm accompanied by my co-host, <laughs> a very ill and coldy... Abbasava. There we go. Like, Sorry, that was a I really like awkward pause calling, then. I, like I should have just said... Um, you were like, my co-ho. I was like, a bitch. <laughs> my co-ho. My I co-ho. I think we'd be great. We'd be great co-hos. We'd be such good co-hos. <laughs> I'd be great in that. Uh, we could do a recasting of Pretty Woman. I could be the best friend. Do you know what? Um, do you know what joke I got reminded of the other day, but I can't remember how. When we were on Go set, one of yeah. our first running jokes was, "We're married now in some cultures." Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember. Whenever that, yeah. one of us did like something someone, someone, weird, a someone weird like, dance, or a someone song. had like some Haribo, and then I had one, and then someone else had, oh, had one. And I just I, look at them and go, "You know, we're married now in some cultures." <laughs> And I can't remember what it was, but I was watching something and someone did something bizarre and weird and this little voice in my head went, they're married mm-hmm. now. <laughs> that is exactly... And I thought of you. Oh, oh, I thought of you. So nice. So nice. We had an amazing time doing that. I had such a lovely time. Yeah. My favourite... Um, one of my favourite memories. I have many favourite memories of, of that. Actually, it was like only really realistically about two weeks worth of time that we hung out. But... Um, but yeah. spread over over a yeah, few months. Over a while, but, yeah. But it's every day hanging out with the same people, which is something I like. It's like something I miss about school, to be honest. But um, one of my favourite things uh, was when me and you we we had to be quiet, but we could like you know whisper a bit, and then we we would do twenty questions, literally and so, on set while yeah, filming so, a Disney Hollywood film. Yeah, so <laughs> if you look at the city scenes and we're in them, like we're not we we're only prominently in like a bit. There's one bit like twenty minutes in, and I I didn't watch the rest of the film, but um, <laughs> um, I haven't watched it. I just I got I was no, like man anyway, that was that anyway. was a tough twenty minutes. I'll finish up now. <laughs> um, but but if you see us about look for my red hair and and amber had like these um i had like minor goggle things yeah you look like a kind of minor i look like a minor yeah big mustard yellow coat thing so very steampunk darling yes yeah very steampunk darling darling. we immediately got on our house on fire so we're hanging out all the time and when we were starting at opposite places and different places on set we'd make a point of bumping into each other and just so we could say hello but we were playing 20 questions (laughs) as we did it so if like, you look, we were on set for like you know, sixteen hours, you guys, yeah. and it's not like okay, it's also it's not like we were performing. We didn't have no. like scripts and emotional journeys to go through. We were just walking around pretending that these props we got given did magical things. <laughs> like, yeah, it was not. <laughs> that was really weird, actually. Yeah. All this, all these just hunks of plastic that if they turned up in a shot, someone would do some CG on. You know. Yeah, um, so we entertained ourselves by playing twenty questions. Should we play twenty? questions today instead of muppets oh my god let's end the episode on 20 questions that's oh, happening fuck yeah all right okay yeah. cool um we can do that you know, <laughs> know whenever we, we like... want to be informative and helpful and bring communities together but also we like to dick about so we, well the thing is that you know partially we started this podcast there's two reasons we started the podcast one because it was you know a, a productive thing that we actually have stories to tell and we have things that we is have something information that will enrich yeah. the zeitgeist but two it's so we can actually hang out and even have a if laugh in a virtual sense i think know? also part of number two part of number two is that when <laughs> we two. when we talk we think we're absolute comedy heroes <laughs> we, that's because we like, are you know absolute what? comedy heroes the world, I'm just saying. the world needs to hear this <laughs> yeah exactly right exactly right yeah so so um we we, we <laughs> i remember that um we were playing it and then someone else heard that we were playing it we've and talked about her in, we've talked about her and we before like, and she ruined our game she's like oh like, no, include no. me we've mentioned no. her before but you summed her up perfectly you said that she was someone that never shuts up but she has nothing like valuable to say <laughs> you were like she talks a lot of shit and she never shuts up i can't remember how you phrase it but it was I, I i don't remember me saying that but it i am perfect. i do have bouts of savagery so <laughs> like this is very possible she she was the kind of person who says a lot without any genuine content to anything that she yeah, saying. Yeah, she just she just wanted it was it was it was textbook attention seeking. Yeah, like, yeah, she was. She was always trying to suck up to the the staff as well like Yeah, you know, but like even just when we were all hanging around playing cards, she was like um 
someone asked her what she does and she was like, I, I be for a living. I am me. What a remember? vacuous husk of and a And we human. were like, so you're unemployed? She was like, no, I'm not unemployed. And I was like, okay, so how do you pay your bills? She's like, well, that's not who I am. I was like, no one's asking you who you are. Oh my God, you're not deep. No one's, no one's fucking interested. And she muscled in on our 20 questions game and it literally just became us having to entertain her. But, yeah. you know, what can you Disgusting. do? Disgusting. And also yeah. we were having like ridiculous 20 questions when we would just be like, you know, ah, the sound of a flute at midnight on yeah. Middle Autumn or something like fucking weird. Yeah. Well, again, it was because of how much we played. Animal, Middle, Vegetable got really boring really quickly. Oh my God, So yeah. we would give each other weird categories. We're like, ah, oh, it is it is a tangible concept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do things like, there's a German word for this and stuff like that. You know, like the weird, just weird shit. It's a like, mythical Like, oh, is it short and flawed? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, that's how we met and we played so many questions. So now we've established that one of the two fun things we can do when we're stalling for time at the end of an episode will be either the Muppets you or one of our ridiculous time. games. You say stalling well, we for always, time yeah. and yet we always end up chatting shit for like an hour about our industries and then going, yep. oh, we haven't played a game. Quick, play a game. Otherwise we'll be quick, here all day. Quick, quick, how would you recast Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, we have listeners every week. So there is exactly. a small we number do. of people that really want to know how we would there recast are, Star Wars. There are people out there who are just like, I just don't know how I would recast Star Wars with the Muppets. Oh. I need someone to tell me. By and the, the way, people that are going to tell you is, that is us. By the way, do you, do you know one little sad detail of my day today? Go for it. It was the last day of a little girl that I've been teaching for like years. Oh, what she's it's her last her last teaching yeah. day. So I thought she, this is gonna be incredibly morbid then. No, 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 no. I've been teaching her for ages, and she is just like you know growing up, and she's oh. too old for it. And they were gonna stop last term, but because we were online, they came back for the first week this term. And we did a load of her favorite games, and it just broke my heart a little bit. She's one oh. of my OG kids. She's one of my original students, you know. Oh. And like we couldn't hug or touch or anything, and. When she like she left last because she is old enough to go home by herself. But at the same time, we weren't sure if a family member was showing up. So I was like, well, you just wait while everyone else gets collected. And then if no one's here, I'll write down that I let you go on your own. So then and then it meant we got to like say goodbye. And we were joking about it. And I was playfully like blowing because we couldn't kiss. I'd like blow her kisses across the room. We couldn't kiss. Aww. We couldn't hug. Because Jesus we could Christ. <laughs> Because we couldn't hug, I was kind of going mwah, 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 like as like a compensation for like affection, and we were laughing it off and reminiscing Aww. a little bit. And then like as she left, because I have a second teacher, but as she left, she just walked past me and just went, "I really am gonna miss you though." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> my soul is made of candy." I think Aww. I've been at the same teaching the same classes for. Long enough now that I'm. I think over the next year I'm gonna have a lot of my like students hit secondary school age, outgrow the company. Yeah, of course, yeah. So th it's gonna be. A, there's gonna be a lot of like difficult goodbyes. I think over the next year. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. So just in case you guys don't know, one of the things that Amber does is teach kids drama. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's actually come up. No, I because feel like it probably I was, we were gonna. Done. I was saving it for like a specific day jobs episode. So we can talk yeah. about it in more detail. However, interesting, this does lead us on to what today is about. Hey, Boom. we got there. Because Boom. we, we want to talk about how we got into our worlds. And the way that I got into it was I was the little kid going to those weekend drama classes. Yeah. And I absolutely loved it. So I don't remember this, but my mum says so, that I didn't really throw tantrums as a kid. Um, oh, I did. <laughs> oh no! Apparently, I would cry. I was emotional, but I wasn't like tantrumy, you know. And uh, apparently, uh. one of the only times I ever threw a tantrum was when I went with my parents to pick up my older brother from a drama class, and we oh, went to the building, and it was one big school classes, left, right, and centre, kids in tutus, you know, all of that. And apparently, I just sat on the floor and would not leave. Like a 60s piece sitting. I was like, Boom. no, I'm not going. And I don't even remember that. Like, and as soon as I was old enough, they signed me up. And Boom. I started off doing like 
the so when you're when you're very young when you're four a lot of a lot of these schools do like a specific class for your age group where you do a bit yeah, of singing yeah. bit of dancing bit of acting no nothing too high pressure you're a child yeah. you know and I started off there and then as I got older I joined and I did different things at different points I did a couple of years of ballet I did a couple of years of break dancing as I got older um I started doing yeah all the other stuff but for small amounts. Like I did a couple of years of one thing, a couple of years of another. I did right. Lambda and I just kept going. Um, and I got more and more into things and joined the agency and did Panto. Like there's a lot to talk about. But to put it really simply, for me, it did start off as those little kids in those classes. Yeah. And it is kind of cute that I get to be one of those teachers now. That's so sweet. I, uh, weird thing is that I literally have sung since before I could walk. Like, yeah. I was in the cot singing all yeah. the time. A lot of babies and, are. You'd be surprised, you yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, no, no, that's fair. I, I've always sung. And, uh, you know, growing up, I was uh, growing mm. up as a child of the 90s. You know, I, uh, I, I loved Robbie Williams and stuff like that when I was a kid, um, when I was a little kid. And um, I didn't really have, like, a music taste yeah. Until when I was about twelve, my uncle got me uh, Queen's Greatest Hits one two three, which is some of the best music you can have. It really is. Um, yeah. Queen are amazing. Anyone who says Queen aren't is wrong. Uh, yeah, objectively, it's not up for debate. It's not up for debate. So I, I had someone go, "Oh, I don't like Queen. They're like, they're like, uh, they're like the marijuana of rock music. They're just like a gateway, but they're like just popping off." The- Shut up! Shut up! Shut up. It, well, no. That's such a dumb thing to say. And it, it ooh, is a, a dumb thing to say. There's so much wrong with that sentence. I don't know where to begin. But... Someone said, oh, what was it? Um, Someone said, uh, oh, what's the drummer? Is it John Deacon, the drummer? Someone said, oh, the drummer's rubbish, but uh, he's he's only good in bicycle race. I'm just like, what, what the absolute fucking... Shut, 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 <laughs> shut, shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> fucking... Ah, it makes it's just like oh, it's like it's like it's like they're a supergroup, except like they weren't specifically chosen. They just got you know you got literally the best frontman in the history of music, and then you've Ooh, got Brian... that's a good ranked episode. I mean, oh, that's a good point. We oh. should do that. We should do that, and I'll come up with some some that you won't know. But there's no in terms of frontmen, it's it's Freddie Mercury. It is Freddie it's just Mercury. Is. Yeah. Um, Spoiler just, alert. Why, why would you best. Why would you say anything else? Do da 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 da. Fucking sorry, brilliant. Um. Uh, but uh, then you've got Brian May, lead guitar, um, you know, all this neoclassical stuff, but also kind of just a rock guy, but kind of not. And he, uh, We'll talk about Queen another episode, yes, Amber, but Jesus Christ. the point Christ. is, you... Someone Queen was a big you... deal for me. Freddie Mercury as yes. a singer, I, I imagine, has had a, a lot of impact on me. I mean, he definitely had a lot of impact on me as a singer. Um, I love Freddie Mercury, and particularly frontmanship. His singing but... technique, genuinely, is fantastic. He's even really if you, Even if you guy. don't... If we, even before we look at his the choice of music and his songwriting and his identity and his and his performance and all of that, but his actual singing technique is so good. You, um, oh, I've watched so many of his gigs where like he's not breaking a sweat. His actual well, there are, there vocal are strength where, is fantastic. There are things where he's um, not hot on that night, and he was finding oh, that during really? his career. Um, he was finding that during his career at some points, and typically the very highest stuff is the drummer. Um, uh, even though Freddie Mercury could go really fucking high, but he was also um, one of the, um. Miles Kennedy said it in an interview actually, because Miles Kennedy's like one well, of the best singers around at the moment. But um, he said about Freddie that if you watch Freddie's stuff, he is one of the masters of um going. Okay, this particular note is in a bit where I'm struggling at the moment this night because of X Y Z. I've been doing a tour or whatever. Um, so he's really good at phrasing things in a different way that are easier and that's a very legitimate thing if you're doing like a hundred gigs in a year you know like you have to you know go okay what can i do tonight and what what's going to be pushing too much if i've got very difficult songs to sing if maybe maybe i'm not well maybe i haven't had enough sleep because of xyz you know um and freddie mercury was a master at making things amazing while being selective about the things he's going to do um, again, again, this is such a good moment for an example of why it's good for us to have these chats because that reminds me of something one of my teachers told me, which was, don't do anything you couldn't do eight shows a week. Boom. 
So when we were playing games, rehearsing, improvising, whatever it was, she was like, if you can't do that with your voice specifically, she meant with our voices, yeah. we were talking about yelling on stage, screaming on stage, emo you know, things like that. She yeah, was like, yeah. if you wouldn't be comfortable with the idea of doing it eight times a week, you're not doing it right. Uh, yeah, so yeah, just yeah. don't do it. If you're not at yeah. that stage, that's fine. But do not do something that you couldn't do eight shows Yeah, a week. absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um... Uh, and that, that's a whole whole subject, particularly with singers in my world, in that a lot of singers are not very refined in terms of like technique and stuff. It's one of the reasons why I've gone back to a singing teacher. Now, I did get singing lessons as a, t as, as a, as a kid. There we go. Link back to yes. things. Sorry, I did so get singing lessons. You had, um, you had this huge influence from Queen. You had this huge influence from Let's go back. Let's go back and I'll tell the story properly. So, you know, when I when I was younger and, and still with my life, uh, you know, I was really into acting and uh, being the idea of being a comedian. That's what I really wanted to do. Um, my parents somehow knew that I was just a bit musical in a way that I didn't really recognise. And they're all just like, mm, give him some piano lessons. Oh, he's not doing great on the piano. He's not He's not enjoying it that much. Uh, put him onto the saxophone. Oh, so I, did a bit I of, love that. I did a bit of piano and a bit of saxophone. And um, after a year of saxophone, well, I wasn't bad. I just wasn't like, I wasn't practising. I wasn't, my heart wasn't really in it. And my saxophone teacher said to my mum, might have been my dad, my mum, I think, when she picked me up one day and said, listen, He's not really practicing the saxophone, is he? She's like, no. But he's coming into the lesson singing, and he's leaving the lesson singing. So maybe you should just get him some singing lessons. So, got some singing lessons, and I saw maybe two or three different teachers. I do a little bit here and there. A little I bit mean, but that's there. such a lovely yeah. insight that the teacher gave. She going, was okay, he's not practicing with this, but he is clearly musical and he can't stop singing. So, like, yeah. what a lovely... Oh, love it. And it was weird that... It's a testament to my mum and dad, really, because they, they could see this thing going on, which I couldn't see, because I was like, I'm not particularly musical, but I, I was. I was always pretty good at singing as well. Like, I was in the choir. I, um, um, you know, just did a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, one day, here's, here's, here's a weird thing. So part of how my whole life of going into music has happened was because of how the band came into my life. So um, I was in the choir at school because why the hell not? I don't give a shit. Yeah, same. Fun. I was in the choir and, at school, actually. Fun and fact. barely any guys, which means... Uh, here's a weird thing. When Now, you'll know me as being able to do some really high, silly things. And that's what I've done a lot of in my adult life. But when my voice originally broke... Before I had a growth spurt, my voice went right down, yeah. right down very quickly. Yeah. And I was like talking about Barry White while being about three foot nine. You know, I was, <laughs> I, I, I'm, you know, as, as you have repeatedly said to our listeners, I'm a bit short now, but when I was a kid, I was like, you know, real fucking, I was, I was compressed. Yeah, I know. still am. And uh, you still are. You know, you I'm never so sorry that. to interrupt you, but did you see um, the pictures that went on Instagram of me doing Macbeth? There's a picture no. of, uh, of from the Oh, have you on the table? I was, yeah, I'm on a bench holding a knife yep. and it literally looks like a child that they've put on a stool so that I could be eye yep, level. I have with seen Mecca. that. I have seen that. I yep. was like, I forget how tiny I am until I see footage of myself. Yep. And then I'm like, what the fuck? Yep. It's oh, funny. it's such a funny picture. It's so funny. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, it's fine. It's hilarious. Everyone check out Amber Sabba at Instagram so you can laugh at her. I'm so um, tiny. She is very small. She is a small human. Um, anyway, well, that's completely thrown me off. I'm so, so yeah, sorry. Uh, I did a bit of singing. You, I, I was, really, was really actually, low. Actually, funny enough, there's a saying. video of me. Yeah, there's a video of me in year six, just before my voice broke, um, of me doing like singing at the end of the assembly. Because even at primary school, they kind of knew I was, I was just singing all the time. So they just put me yeah. on things. And um, I'd done a bit of acting. In fact, funny enough, I revisited it the other day. I have um, some CDs. I did some voiceover work when I was like... 10 8 that kind of age and i was um i i read uh, we're going on a bear hunt with some people at my oh, school because i'd been henry the eighth we're going in... on a bear hunt we're yeah, gonna catch That's... a big one that one yeah that 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 exactly that and a few other there's like um a few other audiobooks that we did which weirdly enough like brian blessed is on um but we were just kids from my school and basically because i was a bit acty at school they gave me a couple of like good parts when it came to the school play stuff so i was like henry the eighth and stuff and i got to die and get old and fat and it was great um <laughs> the dream 
That's the dream. Die and get old and fat. <laughs> um, so come to secondary school, I was in the choir and they were like, right, we've got to get more people in the choir because there's like two blokes. Um, I'm singing bass, but I'm also singing some of the tenor parts because there's only one tenor, which is like the thing you're supposed to have lots of with guys. So we're like, right, everyone's going to sing a uh, thing at a school assembly and um, it will advertise stuff for the choir. And I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking do that, whatever. And then no one else wanted to do it. And everyone was like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. No, nah, I don't want it. And it got to the day and everyone had backed out but me. And I was like, well, I've prepared this Bob Dylan song. So I, at like 15-ish, maybe a bit younger, 14, I sang in front of my school, um, in front of my year group on my own, unaccompanied, uh, which was fun. And I did that like two or three times uh, at school. Um, on my own, which was a bit weird, just happened in assembly, and it was like a nice thing to brighten up assembly because assemblies were fucking boring. And I'd always wanted to be in a band, or I had been in my teens, because my uncle is in a kind of rock and roll band, and I loved Back to the Future, as I've told you before. All of them, one, two, and three, Amber. So um, that's not. I was like, yeah, I'll again. be in a band. My my uncle was like, you should go in a band. I was like, yeah, I'll go in a band. So Naif was looking for a singer. He was playing drums with our first drummer at the time. and um, But he was playing guitar with, with that drummer and they weren't like a band, but he was like, I want to put together a band. So he heard me singing the thing, right? Now, this is all mixed up with, we did a thing called Gambia Night, which is we raised money for the Gambia, right? And so the music lot were like, okay, let's get some random students who can play some instruments and put them in a room and make a band with them. So me, Naif, um, the first drummer and like one other guitarist and a bass player... Um, got just locked in a room and told to do a thing. Now, that that stuff didn't come off. But what happened was, they oh, everyone backed out and we, we didn't do it in the end. Afterwards, Nath rang me and said, at the age of 15, 16, I want to put together a band. Do you want to sing? And I was like, yeah, fuck it. All right. Because he'd seen me sing in assembly, so he knew I could sing. Yeah. And that's how I became in a and band. And you were quite young, weren't you? And you... Yeah, 15, 16. So this is over 10 years, like 13 years ago, maybe 14 now. Yeah. It's a long time. And so after that, I was like, right, well, if I'm going to... And we, 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 So most bands start out by doing covers. We wanted to start writing songs as soon as we were... In Which we I massively respect. I think that's um, great. And um, we wrote our first songs, none of which exist now. Um, some of which are just funny. Um, and I was like, man, I'm not good at this right now. I don't know what notes to sing. I've never written music before. So I was like, okay, what have I got to do? Well, I've got to, I've got to learn some instruments. So I picked up the guitar. Now I play guitar pretty good now. Um, and here's the weird thing. Piano. I'd had piano lessons for like two, two years. I could do like a pretty good jazz piano for, for like a little kid. But, um, one day... I just sat down at the piano and I just fucking worked it out. And that sounds really weird, but it happened in like a day. So um, not in terms of physical technique to do things, but me and my dad had always pissed about on the piano because my house had always had like my dad playing blues piano and jazz piano, right? And I knew what a pentatonic was. Well, I knew how it sounded. So if I knew how it sounded and my pitch is good, so I can just work things out where things are. I sat down and worked out a pentatonic and I knew that 12 bar blues goes one, four, five because... That was all in my life, all the time. And my parents came home one day and I could play the piano, pretty much. That was what happened. Now, I'm still not very good at piano. I've never got much better than that day. But um, I still can't... My, my coordination's really bad and I have to really work at things. So with guitar, the only reason I can play guitar quite well is because I've intensely practised for a lot of time. Um... But... And that grew and grew and grew and the band just kept going. It's we didn't really, really sweet. stop. So, like... I'm I'm hearing like ways in which your parents were, yeah, my, were my so family... nurturing, but be, specifically yeah. because they are also creatives. Like, they are, yeah. Which is great. What's really sweet is I'm kind of the opposite side in that my okay. parents are, were still so nurturing and supportive, but with this act, with with, but they came from a place of this is not us. That, yeah, like yeah. she is not getting this from either of us. This is very much in her, as in me. And yeah, they didn't. Yeah, yeah. They didn't know how it worked. They didn't know anything. My dad was the son of Greek immigrants who owned a corner shop in like Tottenham. Like that's that's who my dad was. Boom. 
Um, and my mum was a working class woman from Manchester. Like they didn't, they didn't know this world. So they had to kind of learn it as I was learning it. And I, I don't say this to shit on them at all, but there have been moments where I've looked back and kind of realised ways in which they were misinformed, let's say, about little things like the headshots and the agents and what to expect yeah, yeah, and this, yeah. that, the other. But they were kind of having, they just had to work it out because yeah, they, they had this kid. Out, yeah. They had this kid that found something that, that, they, that they loved they so, so, so much. And my parents both came from... Excuse me. My my parents both came from backgrounds where they didn't have much choice, hmm. and they left education very young. And they were doing they they lived paycheck to paycheck for for many years, and it was more about survival than about following hmm. a dream. And so I think that when they had kids, one of their biggest goals was to give their children's choices. Yeah, and yeah. So of my course, dad's yeah. my and my mum, but my dad's attitude has always been like you do whatever it is you want to do and it's my job to help facilitate that. So yeah, of course. Yeah. It was, it's interesting. So they were just as supportive as yours, but from a place of utter ignorance, utter like, I don't know how this works. I don't play, a, I don't play an instrument, yeah, but, but go, go, do, be you, have fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting how that works out because my mum isn't like really... My mum is stupendously smart um, in very specific ways, like a lot of people. Um, you'll find this with loads of people is that people don't typically aren't typically stupid. That's not typically a thing. People are just very divergent in how their brains work. So, like my my mum, like uh, she's got really bad spatial awareness and she can't. She doesn't mind me saying this, but she's not very good at like reading images, for example. It's not to say she doesn't like art or love art or respect art or enjoy art in an intellectual way as well as like an aesthetic way, but. Um, she's not good at that stuff, but she's so good at like managing things and getting things sorted and kind of facilitating stuff working. That's what she does in her job. My dad is is a bloody genius. Um, we call his his middle name's Noel, um, and we call him Noel uh, because literally, <laughs> um, but like like he's he's just like <laughs> we used to sit down in front of university. We sit down in front of okay, you know Monday nights you've got mastermind. University Challenge and Only Connect. Right. Every all, yeah. all on the trot, right? That's okay. what happens. And, and we call it shouting at the telly night, right? Because my dad just sits <laughs> there and just rips the fuck out of all these University Challenge teams because he's a fucking behemoth of knowing things. Bastard. Um, <laughs> my dad's an IT guy, so he, so he's... My dad is very intelligent, but... But it's it's compartmentalized, and again, yeah, I don't, course, I don't yeah, mean that yeah, to that's shit on him. Compartmentalized. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. He is fluent in Greek, which is in itself which is by... a fantastic oh, yeah. skill, which allows him to understand language in a way that a lot of people wouldn't, because he grew yes. up with a Latin-based language, yes. as in English and Greek, just in his life. So he's fluent in Greek. So his understanding of linguistics and breaking things down is really good. He. He gets his joy from sport. So any sport questions, especially football, who was in the final of whatever and what it is all X, the same Z, shit yeah. to me. I'm sorry. I tried to get into it because I'm so close to my dad. And I remember as a kid, I wanted to love football. <laughs> I really wanted to because I enjoyed the joy that I could see in my dad when we watched yeah, football yeah, together. Yeah. But I was just sat there like, when is something going to fucking happen? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so any sports question, any sports trivia, he's your guy. Um, and then, and then where he where he really shows like the genius side of him, it's it's it. So he Boom. was yeah. he was the guy who who was he was young when computers exploded, and he was taking them apart and learning yeah. all the co- and yeah. learning coding. He doesn't do coding now, but back in the day, if you wanted to work in IT, you kind of had to know at least a certain level of coding. And when we were when we were little kids, his job was was like the IT fix it man. He would go go to people's houses yeah, to yeah, fix yeah. their printers and shit. And he slowly built up um, his IT career. And so the interesting thing about my family is. You know the the typical 
like running joke of millennials versus our parents is they don't know yeah, how to yeah. work a computer. That is not the case in my house. Not the case in your family. In our yeah. house, it would be, Daddy, I can't get it to work, no matter how old I am. <laughs> and he the, would work it out because he, he, we used to joke about it as little kids that he, yeah. he could speak to technology. Because remember like Game Boys and the N64? Yeah, if yeah, they yeah. weren't working and they were freezing and they were just pissing us off, all my dad had to do was like, Lay his lay his IT hands upon them. Lay his and hands would, upon and it, and they would work. We'd be like, Dud! so yeah. Intr- his the genius. Tech whisperer. He is he is he is the tech whisperer. That is my dad. But then when we when he summon Sava, the tech whisperer. But then outside of that, outside of that, he's not much of a reader. He doesn't have the attention span for it. Whereas my mum, my mum will inhale a book in a day. She's a very self educated woman. Her schooling, she went to a good school, but she left school at sixteen. And but then in her adult life, she found books that she loved, and she'll get through them like no one's business. So they they that we're all we reckon between us, the Savers would be really good if we all got to be on a team and choose who answers questions. But when my dad watches, <laughs> yeah. when my dad watches University Challenge, he his running joke is he just says Keats until it's right. <laughs> that's yeah, that's fair. So, that is and fair. Then you should have been there the day that Keats was the answer to something. Yeah. He lost his fucking mind. I bet. <laughs> Do you know what? we we, go, we, we don't into our this, I, feel, I feel like this app this this episode doesn't have to be just about how we got into music because partially this is you know how you're grown and how you made so i i, I mean sure. i'm very happy to rant about my interesting family for a bit oh, i, I mean, love I'm, that let's do I, it well okay so so my brother was always the tech guru in our house and now as a weird thing when i've worked in places i've ended up being the tech person but that was literally because i was around dash um for like my whole life but he's dash just being he your just brother. Dash, sorry, Dash is my brother. My name is Coleridge. My brother's name is Dashiel. Go figure. Mark and Sue are my parents. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, god, so... you know I was nearly named Chelsea. How gross is that? Don't disgust me. <laughs> anyway, well, well, the thing, the thing is, the I was also nearly named is... Athena, which would have been fucking sick. That's fucking brilliant, Amber Athena Sava. That's what I'm calling you from now on. Go for it. Um, I love it. Also, because I know how much you love um, uh, mythology, Greek mythology. So, I yeah. Mean, you know, Which saying. has nothing to do with the fact that I'm Greek, by the way. Oh, no, I just assumed yeah, that yeah. you were a nerd. It happened but... at school. It happened at do you know? Do you know what it was? I, I wanted to take history for GCSE and I couldn't because of the way the... You remember when they used to do blocks and you had to pick a subject from each block? Oh, right. And I think yeah, history yeah. clashed with music and I was like, well, I'm taking music. And because I couldn't yeah. take history, I took classics and absolutely fell in love with it. Absolutely fell I will in love tell with you it. something nightmarish about that i will rant about my family in a minute but this is actually really relevant to my experience of music so i am very much auto autodidactic when it comes to music um it's okay so so it's, it's part of my outlook so um i love punk music i think punk is interesting particularly old old school proper 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 punk like the jam and and things like that you know and and, and the clash and those kind of bands and sex pistols kind of but you know um but there is a thing in punk about anti-intellectualism, which I don't subscribe to. Um, I think you should try and know what you're doing. And it's something that they talked about in my creative writing um, when I went to uni is that like, if you're going to break rules, it's great, but you should know what the rules are. And yeah, then you should I think we them. mentioned this last week. We've mentioned that, yeah. I think, in one last couple of episodes. Um, so I'm dyspraxic. Um, so uh, that, that's a thing. I, I, I have a specific learning difficulty surrounding something to do with dyslexia, dyspraxia. And it was like, yeah, let's put it in the dyspraxia box. Yeah. So, and as dyspraxia I've said before, is most commonly associated with hand-eye coordination and stuff, yeah. isn't it? So, yeah, so um, it's been called clumsy child syndrome. And, I, I mean, I, I lean into that. I'm a clumsy fucking guy. Um, One of my best friends at uni was dyspraxic. And, oh, my God, it was funny. She she yeah. was laughing at herself. Like, you, you don't throw anything. Don't expect her to catch anything one of the most intelligent women i've ever known in my life mm. but she just just don't expect don't play rounders with her she got injured <laughs> in the game of rounders it was so funny <laughs> i um yeah i i my coordination is not as bad as a lot of dyspraxic people i've met but i, I mean i say dyspraxic what i say now is i was diagnosed dyspraxic and they kind of put it in that box because i ticked a lot right, of those okay. things like all of these things um it's like oh that ticks that doesn't tick that ticks that doesn't tick so a lot of the dyspraxia stuff mostly the kind of um things like uh, visual encoding stuff and and things like that um an organization of time you'll know that i have problems with that and organization of stuff um those kinds of things are the ones i really struggle with but there's some dyslexic traits as well blah, blah, blah. i have something in that kind of area yeah 
Um, which oh, it doesn't matter, by the way, people at home. It's just it's like a label, and it's basically a way of categorizing people into oh, you're good at this and bad at this, right? And people are neurodivergent. Everyone's divergent, and actually, the people that are normal are kind of in the minority, surrounded by all these weirdos like me. But I uh, had this thing, and so they were like, okay, we've, we've got some support for you in the school, which is great. What that meant was they had to take me out of two lessons a week. They took me out of humanities, which covered three lessons in a week, which I wasn't too bothered by, because I can I had a teacher who I had a lot of contact with, so I would still spend like two and a half hours with them. Unfortunately, they also decided to take me out of music. What? <sighs> because music's not important, Amber, as well we know. The arts are not important. So, um, oh, the rage. If yeah, you want to get so, mad, say sentences yeah, like that. So, they took me out of music, and by the end of music, I had a D. Uh, by the end of year nine, I had a D in music because I just wasn't in the lessons. There was one lesson a week oh, I was shit. taken out for half of the lesson. I was not there, right? So, I wasn't able to allow this musical side of me to grow. That's why my parents were so keen to push it outside of school, you see? Yeah, yeah. So, um, by the end of year nine, I was like, this is sh- uh, stupid. I'm missing a huge part of something but it was too late I mucked up my grades um so I uh did not take music for GCC even though I'm someone who can play music and understand music but and you've actually ended up building a career literally in the music industry exactly and understanding loads of it how mad is that do you know what so I didn't do it at GCC I didn't do it at A level but because I was in a band the the way that my university course was I couldn't take music but popular music for production was something I could do because they needed people who were like practicing musicians who were in bands played instruments understood how things worked and in some ways I think that's better because I've understood music in a way that comes from I want to learn all this stuff it's not being dictated to me and I'm not necessarily falling into the trap of this is how music should be and this is how music should be which a lot of people fall into when they're taught by rigid kind of curriculums of stuff that's not to say that i don't wish i'd been taught music properly that would have been not at all it would have been very beneficial like i just i just obviously anyone listening to this podcast is going to be someone who understands the importance of creating art but do you have i told you the story about my mum and dad when they were on a tour in turkey Tell me, tell me, tell me. They they were they were doing some kind of um, retreat day where everyone gets taken to a minibus to go to some ancient caves and look at the cave paintings and stuff. Is this in Thessaly? I, I don't know. I wasn't there. I want to go to the caves in Thessaly, but, but please continue. My mum came back and told me this story. My dad didn't even tell me he did this. My mum was like, you need to hear what your dad did. I was like, go, let's hear it. So... All these people get on this minibus and they're all going on this on this tour Boom. together for the day. And they're all they're all people with kids and they're they're chatting. Uh, what do your kids do? What do your kids do? This, that, the other. Now, um, I don't want to be insensitive, but there were some parents who were from cultures that are typically associated with putting a lot of pressure on their kids academically, right? Yeah. And my dad said, My daughter's an actress. And they went, yeah. Oh. Um, was she not very good in school? <laughs> and my dad went, uh, no, she was actually a really fantastic student. She could have done anything and she's chosen she's chosen this. And yeah. they were like, uh, uh, oh, well, you know, I mean, I would have. And they very shamelessly were like, I mean, I would have I would have tried to get her to go into, you know, law or medicine or something. Mm. And my dad stayed really quiet because my dad is a legend. And he waited <laughs> and they all went on this journey and they're in this cave and they're looking at, paintings that are like 3000 years old or whatever it is and my yeah. dad just really calmly turns to them and goes you know it's so funny that we haven't we're not here remembering the lawyers and the doctors or the, <laughs> or the accountants he went we're here remembering the artists and walked shots off shots fired shots fired and my mum was like yeah <laughs> Oh, you're going to want some cold water for that burn. Fucking mic drop, right? <laughs> that's how, how my dad feels that? about me. <laughs> Man, that's that's awesome. Your dad sounds cool as fuck. He's an absolute legend. If anything goes wrong with my computer and I need someone to sing your praises at the same time, <laughs> oh, he'll be I will great. contact your father. <laughs> Should we talk about our brothers? What a legend. Tell yeah, me about yeah. your brother. Because so I, I, I have endless stories about my big brother. My brother is immensely smart. So, um... Uh, again, we're both we're both uh, dyspraxic. He's he's actually got cool. he's got 
more of the less coordination stuff than me, but actually he's he's been really working on that recently. Part it's finding the right outlet to do that. So I did a lot of martial arts, and that that made me a lot better at that kind of stuff. Um, my brother recently, he's a weird thing. He's he's a fucking tech nerd, and he's smart as fuck, right? Um, he really is, and he's recently got into VR. So he's been doing Beat Saber. Do you know what this is? I mean, I don't, but I'm sure other people do. That's fine. Don't. Um, this is just it's 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 fun. Um, he a beat beat saber is a thing. It's a particular type of thing that you get on a VR. It's a VR game, right? And he's getting really into it because he's been wanting. He's not sports inclined, and he's been wanting an excuse to exercise and improve his coordination for ages. And this is the thing. They play a song, and you kind of do things like that. It's a bit like um one of those dance games, right? Right. Um, you, the idea yeah, is yeah. you're holding two controllers, which are like two swords, and you go hit 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 oh, that's hit, cool. hit on the beat. So for him, I had a really Britney good. Spears dance mat game on my PS2. Yes, yeah, it's, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But, um, so yeah, Dash was always the kind of tech guru in the house, and he's he's not unmusical actually. I think everyone we're all quite musical. He he he's not pursued it like I have. So you know he 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 does a bit of piano, a bit of the guitar. You know he's um very very bright, very clever, um, and um we we're very different in a lot of ways but very similar in a lot of ways for instance we'll be watching the same thing and we'll both make the same joke at exactly the same time even if we've not seen each other in months is this is this dash yeah, like this is i dash. think i've the, only got one brother so i think mm. that there's a very specific shared experience that we have especially if we have a good relationship with our siblings cuz i still have mm. that with luke my brother's called luke and there are still days where we just look at each other with this smile like that is yeah. funny right we can agree yeah. that this is funny especially when our parents do something because there's, if there's one thing that your sibling can do it's validate the experience you have with whoever your parents are because all parents have quirks and piss you off and do shit so sometimes having the sibling to go that was fucking weird or that was hilarious or that was messed up anyway sorry carry on i agree with you (laughs) i I tell you what one of this kind of filters into music a bit because um me and you are from a very specific generation of people millennials obviously but but even more just into it that we grew up with a particularly this is sounds really odd we grew up with a particularly um kind of emergent time of technology yes so we we During lived through boom. a lot of yeah so we lived through a lot we 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 lived from the transition from the last of the analog to the first of the digital or the the continuation of the digital right it was always kind of happening throughout the 80s but then it's just like boom you know the 90s tapes just was end, huge yeah. you know um and i think that's one of the reasons why millennials are such a kind of distinct generation um and it's kind of weird for people either side to understand us like the zoomers don't like us much but we were there when it changed when it stopped being like it was you know and yeah. um one of the Point things that was interesting about that time is that the computer games got really fucking good, right? And not just in a term time terms of um, story and playability and stuff, but also in terms of how music came into games because we were there when things sounded like eight bitty and then they sounded brilliant. Um, and that's a huge part of how I deal with music. Me and my brother are both colossal massive nerds um, and have very distinct interests, but most of my warmest. Uh, memories of my childhood was sitting with my brother playing computer games, particularly games like the Halo series or the Fable series. The reason why I bring that up is because I have a huge passion for music in film and in games. Well, that so is music tech boyfriend. Yeah. His his yeah. his dream would be to be the guy making music for films and games. That yeah, yeah me yeah, too, yeah. me too, me too. Like um, it's something I've always wanted to do, and I and I make a lot of music. Partially, one of the reasons I love D and D so much is that it's an excuse to have music because people always play music with games and things like that so something i've been trying to do is trying to work on a portfolio of music that can just accompany people playing games oh i love Uh, it and 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 like because i i love like that that for me would be perfect because it would marry my love of acting weirdy comedic stuff my love of music and my love of being a colossal geek you know yeah um and uh that's something i really want to do in my life um, which I'm working towards, so that's nice. Um, but me and my brother used to play all these games with these phenomenal soundtracks. And I, I've always said, I've said it in the past on the podcast, that great music can make something. You know, it can make the difference between a, a, a piece of art of any kind, be it, be it a TV show, be it a film, be it a game or anything. It can make the difference between that being, yeah, pretty good and that being something so fucking significant. Prime example of that is the Halo theme. That's why I bring up Halo earlier because... I went through a phase of Halo, for the record. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, well, a lot of us did in, in our age Halo group. Halo is fun. Because it was just, just coming because out. Because it's, it's really fun. It's yeah, like, it's I used to be like, great. what does this gun do? Yeah. <laughs> like... and, and, and all this stupid, all the, it was, it, we, we, again, it's another age thing because, you know, we, I grew up with the N64 at my youngest period um, and Goldeneye. Loved is, uh, that game. Yeah. So, um, I don't care to talk about this. This is all related to art and stuff because I love I love video games. So, um, Goldeneye was really like one of the proper first successful FPSs, first person shooters um, that had multiplayer. Um, now there there were other, obviously you've got Doom and stuff way before that, but you know like it had multiplayer. And weirdly, Goldeneye's multiplayer um, was something they added in like the last couple of weeks of production I never of the knew game. That. that is a fun and, fact, right there. Um, weirdly, it's kind of the blueprint for everything that is played with multiplayer now. I was going to say, I, I feel like that. that was the first time that me and my brother would be like, hey, you're not supposed to look at my screen. Do you remember that argument? Yes. That yes. was the first time yes. because you're sneaking up on them. So if what's the phrase for it? All that stuff, it? yeah. Screen looking. S- screen looking, yeah. We'd be That's like, we hey, you're it. screen looking. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. And, and do you know, one of the great sadnesses of games for my modern life is that we don't do split screen anymore. Now, for me, that's really sad because... Um, for me, gaming should be a social experience. Um, if I mean, uh, there's differences. So, so there's narrative games where I love playing out a story and being a character in a story. I love that. But I love the social aspect of games because we were, again, of this generation of people, we had LAN parties. I don't know if you ever had a LAN party, but you would get two Xboxes or two two consoles of some kind. You one, one group of you in one room, one group of you in the other room. You'd be on different teams, but you'd be on the same game. Now, oh, cool. that eventually evolved into what is now massive multi player yeah. online games so fortnite, the problem basically. with that yeah yeah fortnite cod yeah i was um, gonna say Call and of now Duty, all yeah. of the all of the battle royale type games oh um, oh oh wait a second i've still got them on my laptop would you like to hear the list of quotes from the time that me and that dyspraxic friend tried to play cod on our own yes, without someone to it. help us because we ended up laughing so much that i wrote a load of quotes down on the background of my laptop at uni and they're still there <laughs> number one Boom. this thing has buttons <laughs> Number two, I said, I got more kills than deaths, as in I killed people more than I died, and I was really proud of myself. And she went, I'm not quite there. (laughs) Number three, I got to explode someone's face. (laughs) Number four, Yemen is quite nice. Number five, I don't like Yemen anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Number six, that's not a person, that's a bush. That's a bush. (laughs) Number seven, I shot him in the willy. Lovely. That was that's what happened the day Aww. that me and my dyspraxic friend tried to play COD. <laughs> so sweet, so sweet. Also, music in games, big ones. Yeah. You know what I'm playing for the first time right now? What are you playing? Zelda. Oh my god! Stunning yeah, that's music. a whole thing. That's Stunning a whole thing. I, 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 one of the other games that me and Dash we were on when we were kids were was Ocarina of Times. Um, uh, uh, I just did the I, I chicken always... bit. If I say the chicken bit, do you know what I'm talking about? How well do you know Zelda? Uh, I do not know this. Oh, it's fucking weird. It's a weird. It's a little like side quest where you have to gather chickens. It it defies the laws of physics. It's weird. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was mad. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was another one. You know, I always um, it, it, I I think it informs my. My, my my interest in that kind of music, I think, informs my popular music, you know, the, the as in the music I write with the band. Because, you know, think about it's it's for me it's about themes and tunes, you know, and that's what you know, a lot of the Hans Zimmer will talk about this actually. When he when he was uh, when he got commissioned to do Pirates of the Caribbean, he went went home, stayed up all night Such and he wrote music. all oh of the tunes. Again, see, see, this is this is the thing. Like for me, I love music just in a musical sense, but for me, it's it's wrapped up in film and games and, and other forms of medium because it's so it adds to important. An experience, yeah, so um, massively. Think about so how massively. you know think those those films. Think about know, how much Jaws terrified the world, and it was the music exactly. more than anything. And it's just two fucking notes. Yeah, that's the other thing. Dun 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 dun. It's just smart. He, John Williams is ah, brilliant. Genius. Yeah. But um, think about think about you know those those first. I love the way uh, few... John Williams. <laughs> ah, it's great. But think about those first few parts of Caribbean films. You know how you know the, particularly the first one was a huge deal, and then like it was kind of the first three. You know. Yeah, I, I still kind of see it as a trilogy, and then a trilogy, and then, and then, some then like other bits. the extras that no one yeah. cares about. Um, <laughs> I think the most recent one was quite good, but the fourth one was a bit. 
pants. Um, but it's the first, even though that one was like kind of ripped a- off the anyway, first one. Anyway, come back anyway, to us, Cole. Come think back. About, you know, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just, I just I was love like, talking we're about We're on a tangent, on a tangent, on a tangent. We Shit. are. But <laughs> here's lost. the thing. Pirates of the Caribbean, prime example of something that would be great without the music, but... You know, think about when you think of Pirates of the Caribbean. A lot of the time, you think of and that's that's Hans Zimmer enriching something so much more. It's like Jurassic Park, prime example. Oh, Jurassic Park, Jurassic, same thing. The music, yeah. the music is the most iconic. It's no basically the point you're making is it's no surprise that some of the biggest successful cinematic yes. movies and franchises also have got the most iconic music. That's not a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. The music Titanic, is one of the reasons you know, they're so iconic. Exactly. That's it's it's all wrapped up and music enriches everything that it comes across. And if you've got the best musicians I said it before about Doctor Who and Murray Gold and how the first few series of Doctor Who are so good and then one of the reasons it drops off is because they changed the composer. Which isn't necessarily a criticism, it's just sometimes it's, it's just the right fact. person for the right yeah. thing. Yeah. You know? Um and so yeah, I grew up um Fable's another one. Um, a game that me and my brother played, even though it's like not a, a two-player game, but it's one of those games where you have the controller and you... I, I I did the thing that kids now do, is that kids watch Let's Plays, which I, I don't really understand, but at the same time, that's what I did with my brother. Because yeah. it was my brother's console and I'd sit and I'd just hang out with my brother and I'd get, you know, some snacks and get, yeah. I don't know, some ice cream and a, and a, and a Coke or something or, or a squash. I love and my, sit my and brother my very brother. much, but he was yeah. very impatient with me when he was playing video games. <laughs> that was a part of his life he didn't like me invading on. And whenever I tried, I've, I remember feeling the most told to, like leave him alone when it came to video games i remember mm. being like seeing him play zelda and the fairy thing and being like oh would i like this he listen was like, he was like no you won't like it and I'm, i've looked back like nah. i definitely would have you he definitely just would, yeah. he just wanted it that little part of his life to be for himself and which isn't like wrong, which like i'm it, not saying yeah. that he was a really good brother but yeah when it, i still get anxious like crossing the screen if and if if anyone has yeah, a video course, game yeah. on, because it used to make him so mad. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get anxious playing Zelda, playing, and I'm playing on Music Tech Boyfriend's computer, and I'm like, am I allowed to use one of your save slots? Because it would just be those the kind of thing that my brother just did not want his yeah, little yeah, sister yeah, yeah, yeah. anywhere near. Anyway, we've got a problem, Amber. I know. We need to play 21 questions. 20 questions, sorry. Um, We've got to do 20 questions. I think one of us should play it. Do you want to think of something or shall I? Should we do scissors, paper, rock? Okay. Uh, I've got one that I think you'll get. Okay, uh, No, let's cool. rock, paper, scissors it if you want. Uh, no, no, because I can't think of anything. All right, I've got one. I've got one. Fuck it. Okay, let's do this. so we're going to we're gonna do 20 questions. We're going to try and do it speed, quick fire. Okay. Yeah. Question number one, animal, vegetable, or mineral? Uh, it's supposed to be yes or no questions, but what I'll okay. do is I will give you Sorry. a category. I will give you a okay. category. Let's do it, that. It is some kind of, I'm not going to tell you which, Real or fictional or alive or dead figure or person or character? Human character figure. Well, person. you have to ask questions is, to narrow it down, but is it's, it's in your, that category. Is this individual, we shall say, are they fictional? No. They are not fictional, so they are a real figure. Are they a human being? Yes. Should have really assumed that one. Um, are they... Do they feature in any major religion? As no. in, are they like a component of that religion? Like no. Jesus or something? No, no, no. no. That was a stupid thing to say. Are they British? Yes. Okay. A British person. That's all you know so far. <laughs> Bollocks. Are they male? No. So not and male. And for the sake of inclusivity, they're uh, also non-binary. No, no, uh, okay, no. I'm assuming they're either yeah. non-binary uh, or some some kind of thing other than an identifying male. Yeah. Okay, I, I'll um, just just to save you questions, it is an identifying female. Don't worry. A lady person. A, a, Typically, a most female. people from history have yeah. have identified as one of those two. Did most I say of it was someone time. from history? Oh, well, everyone's from history. Okay. Is it someone who's alive today? Yes. Now that's interesting. That cuts out, you know, nine tenths of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, is this person involved in the arts? Yes. Brilliant. Are they an actor? Yes. A male actor. Uh, I've got twelve already, questions left. We've established not male, darling. A lady actor. Yes, Sorry. a lady actor. A lady actor. 
lady actor. I prefer actor to actress when it comes to women. After I listen to yeah, I go, I go back and forth, and now just don't care. But yes, it doesn't really matter to a lot of people. Not at all. But it's nice. I like what what Whoopi Goldberg said about it. Sorry, Can't, I'm even going to sound side tangents when we're playing twenty questions at speed round. So, um, a lady actor who is alive today are and they? Are they an actor who has featured in some big films? I mean, that's. I suppose that is subjective. Have they appeared in film, typically? Yes. Would you know them from film? Yes, and I will also add, you have definitely seen at least one film with this person in. Like, 100% okay. without fail. Interestingly. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, was this person... Is, is this person older than us? Yes, that's half your questions. You've had ten. Yes, bollocks. Um, so, old and us, lady actor involved in film, British. Mm-hmm. Okay, have they... Oh, bollocks. Um, in film... I've got to narrow it down. Do. Are they an actor who is also known for appearing on stage? Are they one of those great... British stage actors. Are you googling it right now? Don't yeah. answer that one. That's not a question. Uh, I don't. You don't really know. Okay, I, that's all yeah. Right. I mean, it's not Judy Dench. I don't picture it. It's not but... like someone like Judy Dench or or or, or I don't know what's her face from um, Harry Potter, the woman who was or Maggie Smith. Yeah. yeah, I uh, wouldn't. Yeah, Mag- I wouldn't quite put her with them, but I could be wrong. But. But she's still a good actress. Um, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Is it actress. someone who you really admire? That's a silly thing to ask. Really, of course you do. Um, I'm, I'm not going to answer that one. I feel like that's okay, wasting. So that's you've fair, still got nine fair. left. Man, I'm lost. Um, bollocks, bollocks, bollocks. I'll give you a little clue. Not, ju- not just film. Okay. Um, also, TV mm. as well. Is Series, it Olivia, Olivia Coleman? Yes. I'm fucking great, I am. How did you just whip Olivia Coleman out your ass? Because Olivia Coleman is one of the most significant actors of the last kind of ten years who has yes. been well known for film yes. and TV. Yes. Both. Like yes. you get a lot of actors who are just like their own in films. Olivia Coleman suddenly was like, I'm on Peep Show, and then boom, I've got in an Oscar. It was yeah. like Olivia yeah. Coleman's fucking great British actress, really the immensely crown, talented. But then also and suddenly the, um, Yeah. What we talk, we Mate, about I Hot I feel Files. like I did fucking well on that. I'm chuffed with that. Yeah, yeah, you, Olivia you, just, Coleman's, you um, seem to be you seem to be struggling, and then you just knocked it out of the park. Yeah, well boom, done. boom. I uh, yeah, Olivia Coleman worth mentioning. She's like basically someone somewhere must have seen she's got something fucking good going on there, hasn't she? Someone must have just seen that. She was in like uh, Mitchell and Webb Look and Peep Show, yeah. and a few other yeah. th- like British, really great British TV series like that. Didn't and she then do suddenly she was at some point as well. I, she might have been in extras. I'm not anyway. sure. I never really watched extras all the way through, but. Yeah, suddenly she started appearing in a film and she's like, oh, obviously she should be doing this. She's fucking brilliant. And you know? then she did The Crown and she was amazing. Yeah. She's, yeah, she is definitely a, a household name of British acting. Man, I'm so chuffed. I'm so... You proud oh, of yourself? Oh, I am a bit. I am a bit. Okay, I will think of one for next week. I'll tell okay. you what, I will not think of one for next week. I'll forget to think of one for next week and then I'll think of one on the spot for next week. How about that? Sounds great. Sounds perfect. Okay, well, people listening at home, I hope you've enjoyed this lovely little ramble between me and uh, Amber Savon. Oh, yeah, it was meant to be about how we got into our industries and it kind of was, but then became more about our families and just our well, childhoods. It's quite that nice. Your family, that your family shape you and they shape 100%. who you become and so I think that's all totally legit. Love it. Um, anyway, my name's Cole Bryant. If you want to follow me on Instagram or whatever, just look up Coleridge, Lord of the Flame, and I will be there. Uh, my name's Amber re- Sava. Just look up Amber Sava. <laughs> yeah, that, that Amber Sava. I mean, um, to be yeah, fair, I if you look up Coleridge, you're probably going to find me unless you're finding a poet. So, I mean, you know, I don't know if Samuel Taylor Coleridge has an Instagram account, but if he does, I definitely want to follow it. That would have been so cool. Anyway, anyway, thanks so much, you guys. Have a good You've week. You've been listening to Riffs and Scripts. Uh, check out Riffs and Scripts pod on Instagram. Email us at riffsandscripts at gmail.com. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye-bye. Sorry, I was convinced. I, I, I think there's a spider in the room, and I'm not oh the God. biggest fan, but... Not the biggest fan. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you even mention there's a spider room, spider in the room, it's not like 
you're not the biggest fan. It's like, I am literally petrified of spiders. That's why I'm mentioning this. <laughs> it's it's really distracting because it could it could just be like some you know like when you when there's like an optical illusion so I, I need to know I mean I I, with a spider yeah it is could... it holding up like those wavy cards no that, never mind ignore me <laughs> anyway anyway no 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 now because everything else you say is going to be tinged with me thinking of she's worried about where the spider is in the room <laughs> it's not a spider it's okay Okay, it's all right, people at home. The spider is not actually there. Yeah, good to know, good to know. <laughs> what was I saying? As I got older... <laughs> I feel like I ruined that. Should I say all that again? No, no, it's <laughs> lovely. I, I, I can edit out the spider, but I, I, I mean, I won't. I, I won't I edit out won't. the spider. I will keep I it could, in because it, makes me, because it makes me laugh. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to blow my nose first again. One sec. Okay. Hammer's blowing her nose, hammer's blowing her nose, hammer's blowing her nose. I sound like a baby elephant when I blow my nose, don't I? Aww. 